Okay, good morning. So we're um, in the Mimer, the fourth Mimer. We're going to continue discussing it because it's a longer Mimer. And as we said last week, this Mimer actually the Rebbe Rashab said twice. Pasha Nasi and Pasha Balet, the Mimer is Nasi Esreish. And if the Rebbe Rashab could say it twice, we can review it twice at least, right? Huh? He said it twice or he divided it in half? No, he said it twice. I mean, maybe uh, he added parts. I don't know. I wasn't there. But um, so, Bikitsu, just to sum up what this is, and especially in the context of, as you see, what's developing here, that Ebra Shab is laying out a whole map of what uh, we've been calling the Mamutsa, the interface between Elokhus and Velt. Or if you need to say it in English, between the divine and existence, if you wish. Because there's such opposites in every possible way, you need not just one mamutsi, you need many mamutsi. Because the Abishta wants it to make sense. So the first thing that Rebbe Rashab established is that there's a rotsin. That's the first mamutsi. That the Abishta has to want. If he doesn't want existence, there's no, nothing to talk about. Besides that, existence won't exist. He also won't have any connection. But then he began to discuss it more because Ratzinanov is just a general thing. It's like saying, I want to uh, build a house. But that doesn't mean the house connects with you yet. So that's why we need to understand what Pnimius is. Now, the Ebrister uses Mamalakalam, or the language he uses here is Er Pnimi, to me bimslabisha eda leki lefi And that's vital because if Alakus does not have any relationship, if there's not going to be any symptom and there won't be any structure, existence basically then remains completely disconnected. So when we say, So yes, the dira part is a dira is baruch, but the tachtenim part requires a structure. So if a lakul does not fit into tachtenim, so to speak, we, we're back to the same problem. Because we don't want it to be mitzat kol yochel, that the Ebishter makes a dira mitzat, that he can do anything he wants, because that defeats the whole purpose. Dirilei is baruch means the tachtenim do it. Tzadatzmo, so to speak. I'm just spelling out certain you say this that are necessary to understand why would an Alta Rebbe Rashab have to spend, literally, we're talking about uh, thousands of pages to explain this. Because once you have that, that element, that on one hand there's the neighbors, and on the hand there's tachtenim, you're dealing with a major paradox, a major dilemma. How did these two ever meet? The Alta Rebbe says in Tanya, Periklam, Advov, tachtenim, meaning it's the lowest possible world with the most concealment, and at the same time has to become a dirileiz baruch. So that is why this whole development of what we're going to be learning now for the next 50 chapters, basically, is what is Er Primi exactly? Because Er Primi is much more complicated than Er Makif. Makif is, is logical. The Ebersh is above the world, so Bemele is higher than so basically, Makif means that there's an Eir Aliki. We know Makif doesn't mean the Alter Rebbe says in Perikim Ches and Tanya. doesn't mean surrounds. It means it's above. It's beyond. That's understandable. The to Elimus should be beyond them. But when you talk about Primi, which one is How does suddenly Elikus, which is beyond everything, Shalei Berech, suddenly package itself, so to speak, to fit into Elimus. So there, we need a whole Seydish that starts with Eir and the air goes to a tzimtzum, and the tzimtzum 
after the Simpson comes a Kav, and the Kav then structures the whole existence. And world by world, slowly, slowly, the Erd becomes more Behelem, the Kalim begin to emerge to the point of Atsilis, which is what we're dealing with here, is where the Eidus and Kalim are perfect harmony. But there's Kalim, and there's Eidus that fit into the Kalim. So you no longer talk about Eidus of Poshut, Betachas Apshutis before the Tzimtzum. You're talking now an Eid, Eliki, it's Me'en HaMoyed, it's still godliness, obviously, but it's an Eid that is now, so to speak, Eid HaGvul, fitting into a Keli Mugbu. And Gvul here doesn't mean Gvul Gashmi, it means Gvul Ruchni. It means it has a gather. Chochme is not bina, and bina is not das, and, da, and that's not chesed, gvurit, teferis, etc. And this is where we're right now at, basically in this fourth mimer, after asking the question, is Atzilus Gilead Helim Yesh Mayim, and answering its Eris and Kalim, here in this mimer, the Rebbe Rashab goes deeper, but you cannot say that the Eris are just Gilead Helim because we say, and even the Eris of Atzilus, you have to say, have some tzir have some structure, not as substantial as the Kalim, but you can't just say it's Pshittis. So the Mela comes now that even the Eidus, you have to say, also have an element of Yashma'ayin, so to speak. It's not just pure, pure Eir, Poshit. It's not seamless. It has some form or shape. And that's essentially the theme of Maimah 4, is establishing the case that the Eidus themselves, not just as they fit into the Kalim. In other words, it's not like colorless liquid in tinted glasses. Then you put water into a, a blue glass or a green glass, the water doesn't change. It just looks to us like it's blue or green because the Kaylee makes it that way. But how do we know? So here he's saying that's not enough. You have to say that the aid itself, meaning in this case, like the liquid itself, so to speak, also has a color. However, it's subtle, and until you don't put it into a Kaylee, it doesn't emerge. That's essentially the theme of my before. So, so in the first Padic, I'm just going to go through the parakim, like which how the Rebbe Rashab develops. So in Pedikid Beis, he asked the question: So you have to say that it's not just mitzad the keli; it's also mitzad the oyd. Now the Rebbe Rashab has to now make a case. How do you know? Maybe the keli of chokhm is ma'ay. Who says the oyd? So he clearly says these words. That so he says, because we say the lotion essence is blima, and he starts developing it both with sources and mitzad havona that the svidus means not just the kalim but also the air has what we know is known the expression edus mitziyarim. I don't remember if in this moment, and remind me if it is here, at some point the Rebbe Rajah is going to say all the shittas, whether the shittas that says the Eris Apshutim, meaning the Eris of the spheres. We're not talking about Eris Sof Lifniat Simtum and higher than Atsilis, the Kula Alma is Poshut. Levels of shittas, but it doesn't have a shape. But in Atsilis, the Eris and Kalim, even the two shittas, or really three shittas, so the Rebbe Rajah says, and the Rebbe explains it at length, if you want to look in Ambas uh, Lugani, Tovshin Tezvov, and also the Fabreng and Beshalach Tovshin Tezvov, the Rebbe explained very much the Shittas, that all Shittas hold that the Eidas have something, or else they wouldn't fit into the Kale. Simpson doesn't fit into Kale, no matter what, it, it, it's not Shaykh. So you have to say the Eid has something that speaks to the Kale, so to speak. 
On the other hand, even Eidus Mitzuyarim, that the Eid has something, you have to say it has some pshittas, because it's not a keli. The Eid is still Eid, and it's still Me'ein Hamoy. So regardless how you explain it, they all, everyone agrees there has to be something in the Eid that relates to Kalim and something in the Eid that is beyond Kalim. That's just for the record. Does, do you remember if he says this in this Maimir or not? He doesn't say it? It's going to come up definitely a few times throughout Hemshech, uh, through the Hemshech. But I'll compare him going back to huh? that according to all shittis, you have to say that the air has some seer and later gives the air has some shittis because it's not for it, not a kale. I don't know if he's focusing on one, on one shit over there. The yeah, but, he but he's going to bring the other shit also. You're going to see it, and maybe not here. That's why I asked. I, I, I didn't look through every line here. He may say it, maybe not. The case is not relevant. The, 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 the taking is correct regardless. Yeah, here he's focusing clearly that the Eidus have, have Tziur. Okay. I'm not going to go through, obviously, every line because it will take uh, too much time. I'm just doing the Klolos uh, summary. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Now, in the next page, I'm just looking through a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So then, so what do we have now? We have the Kalim are mamish mitsuya. That's what the union of a keli is. Now, there's a simple klotzkash. I think I mentioned in a previous class, a previous shir. In Indian, if you ask yourself, what, what is kelim and atzilis? Is that not oir? Kelim is not, we don't have gash mizdika cups there. It's not gash mizdika kelim. So even the keli isn't technically an oir. It's essentially an energy. It's a divine force. However, the reason that we call keli l'gaba oir because and using the words of the Friedrich Rebbe when he explains the difference between and Metzius. Mohus means from the word Mahu. It's the Teichen, it's the, it's the Teichen of an, any Indian. Metzius is the structure of that Indian. Like I've explained, the letters on a page is Kalim. The Teichen that's conveyed through those letters or words is Eir. So when you talk about Atzillus, if you talk to the Eir, the Eir is conveying the Kavona Lekus, the Kavona Lekis, in Atsilis. And the Kalim are the structure itself. In other words, the actual structure the Ebishta wants, Chesed, Vura. But as I've been saying, the Eidus the and the Kalim speak to each other. So in Perikid Gimel, um, do we speak about the Rishima? I think I spoke about the Rishima. Yeah, I don't speak. That the Shedish Shakalim is in the Rishima and the Shedish Eidus from the Kav. So Eir always retains an element of Eir. In some Maimonim, it speaks about that the Kalim is the Vekus built in the Keras. And the Eid is Dvekus Nikeres. Because remember, the Kalim here are also Alukus. not just So what so what, if they're both Alukus, what's the difference? Because the Kali, you don't see Begoli, you see focus, you see Chesed. The Eid of Chesed, you see that this is a Chesed of the Abishtas. And the truth is, in any Chesed, you have both elements. If you do Chesed for some, to someone, there's the Pu'ula, the Pu'ula's a Chesed, you're doing Chesed. And the person that's receiving the chesed doesn't know all your kavanas. He's just receiving a tzedakah, a gmach. Even on a very basic level. When you say it's the chesed al-ki, you're saying it's the way the Ebersh expresses himself through chesed. And the way the Ebersh expresses himself through gvura. It's almost like the difference between a kavana klolis and a mitzvah and a kavana protis. Kavana klolis is asher kudoshon v'mtsoyse v'tsivonu. Al-hadlik ne'er chanak is the protis. <laughs> so one is focusing if you're focusing on the Kavana Klolos when you're doing the Luluf 
That's not appropriate. It could even be the equivalent. Because you need to know that you're not doing another mitzvah. You're doing this mitzvah, not another mitzvah. And Asher Kedushan Mitzvah the focus is on the Ebrish Kedushanu, Ratzin Hashem, Kedusha, and so on. Okay. So that would be the difference between Eid and Kedin. Now in Pedic Yud Gimel, he brings proof from the concept of Achlifa Dechtayu. We touched upon it last week, but I'm going to elaborate a little more. Achlifa Dechtayu is, a, is a, obviously a Kabbalistic Zehar statement explained in Kabbalah and It literally means Achlifa Dechtayu means two, two elements are changing their functions. So if let's say somebody's a Sarah Mashkim, this was Sarah Eifin, if they changed their roles, it would be Achlifa Dechtayu in Indian. But what does it mean in this context? So the classic example is Shammai and Hillel. So we know Shammai B'derek Klal is Mahmud. Hillel B'derek Klal is Mekel. So Kabbalah and Chassidus explains, because Shammai Shedesh HaNashmoshe is from Gvura, Hillel Shedesh HaNashmoshe is from Chesed. However, we find a few exceptions, where Hillel is Mahmud and Shammai is Mekel. That's a perfect Achlif HaDechtayu. Because if this is Chesed, if Hillel is Chesed, and Shammai is Gvura, they should always be Chesed and Gvura. So they change. So the question is, how do you explain that? If in Yoni of Shammai is Gvura, how suddenly is he being Mekel? Why is he seeing it through Chesed? So the Chadchil, you could argue, that's Mitzad the Kalim. That Shammai's Kalim is that way. But Shmashenk in the Eir, since the Eir is completely Poshet, so then why not? If he goes back to the Eir, the Eir can be either Chesed or Gvura. But he explains in this Pedic, that's not the case. Shmai Vatalyan were the teachers of, of uh, Shammai and Hillel. Shmai Vatalyan would teach. Shammai, we hear, the Chumr Shabazah. He would derive from it that it's Osir. Hillel would hear the Kulr Shabazah. He would hear the, that it's Mutter. How's that possible? Same teacher saying something. How is it possible that one takes a conclusion that's exactly opposite than the other? So you have to say that in the Seichel itself, that's being Mushpa, by Shammai Vatalyan, there's already Behelem, the Chesed Angvur. Because if not, it wouldn't make sense. Because if Shammai of Tani were clearly chesed, Shammai couldn't hear gvurim. So you have to say that the teichen advarim has a potential for both, because within it lies both elements in it. Shammai focuses and hears the, the, the gvurim shabazah, and he'll hears the, the, the chesed shabazah. That's why it's possible. That when Shammai goes back to the Indian, like he says, when this Talmud goes back to hear the teacher again, or he reviews the subject, he can then come back and say, you know what, this time I heard it leaned the other way. I remember many times when we would chazer the Rebbe's Fabringens, and there was a disagreement. People would mamash disagree. When I cut, I cut, this one would say the Rebbe said like this, this one would say the Rebbe said exactly the opposite. And when we went back to review how the Rebbe said it, either through Chazara or if it was uh, for the weekday, you could listen to a tape, you could mamash type both ways. I've seen it many times. Because the Rebbe said, Nazam and Efen, that it's not to- totally tr- spelled out. So you can interpret like this. So once we ask, actually asked the Rebbe, I once wrote to the Rebbe that there were a Chazara, we had different opinion of the Rebbe's Kavana, and there was this Eifin, and then this Eifin, and the Rebbe wrote, So not only these two are legitimate, they could say another four or five, that's Shivim Ponim Latera. You see this all the time, the whole Gemara is based on this. You take a Posik. One Tana or a Meda reads it this way, and the other one reads exactly the opposite. Are they, someone's wrong? No, because the Posik is written in a, such a Hafshatadik or abstract way that you can really derive two ways to explain it. I remember, huh? 
No, no, there's a possibility of misunderstanding. But there's also a possibility, like Shammai and Hill, no one says Shammai is wrong or Hill is wrong. So what do you see from this? That the Seichel itself, when it's still not Malubish and Akeli, can really have both Chesed and Gvur in it, and you can derive, because the Seichel is a Svara. That's what it could be used to be Mekel. That's what it could be used to be Machna. When they talk about Seichel Amiti, obviously once there's a, a, a certain definition and spelled out, it's this way, that's the Psach. But we're talking about the Seichel. That's why we say Elu Elu Devil Kim Chaim. How could you say that? Other Shama is right or Hill is right. How could both be right? Because we're not talking about Halacha. Halacha, Maisim, Pale, you can't do both. You can't be Mutter and Nasser at the same time. But the Svaris that are Lehakil or the Svaris Lehachmir, that's possible. I mean, there are many examples you can give for it. I, I'm not, just to give one example, talk about Shaman Hill. So sometimes Shaman Hill also explained in the context of Kayach and Pale. Classic Machlek is Hanukkah. Late Shammai, you go bust a Kayach, so therefore you start lighting eight right away. Why? Because the first day has the potential for eight for eight days. Hillel only goes bust or pale. Since you don't have yet eight days, you go one day at a time until you reach eight. Good. So I remember the Rebbe once explaining it, and it was like Mamish turned it around. The Cheder, the opposite. If Shammai goes bust or Kayach, so it's only potential. Until it's actualized, it's still the Kayach. So what, Mutamola, are we looking at the Kayach? Like, let's say, Tu Bishvat, according to Shammai, the Shon Lilonis is the first day, because it has the potential. So is Bishamai focusing on the potential, or is he focusing on the actual that's in the potential? And you start thinking about it, it's not so poshit. Because you could you could type both ways. You could say, Bosu Kayach means it's only the Kayach, and it's not yet potential. Or, you, or he sees the whole, like a Chochem Reyes, I nail it, he sees the whole thing coming from. Anyway, I don't want to digress, because we'll get too... The two distracting here. So that's the Raya in Perikid Gimel for Achliv Dechkaya tells you that there has to be a concept of an Eir HaChesed can be in a Klei HaGvura and Eir HaGvura can be Klei HaChesed. Why? Because the Eir on one hand is more Poshet but it still has within it elements of Chesed and Gvura. That's essentially the case that he makes in Perikid Gimel. Okay, in Perikid Dalit goes a little deeper the concept of so we know the famous statement that Ebrister says it, he says it by the and other times that when uh, they tiny the Malachim or Moshe Rabbeinu came to see what such horrible uh, torturous deaths of the greatest people, Ela Eskela that we say Yom Kippur Abekiva I mean uh, so on um, and the Ebrister answers and says that's the big question. This is tell you, this is its reward. So the Ebrister has a strange answer. He says, Be silent. This is what arose in my thought or will. And if you continue, I'll destroy the world. So what, this, what does this mean? Like he says in this. He can the Ebrister is just stubborn. doesn't want to answer. So Chassidus explains, in this mind, in this Pedic, Machshava means that there is a reason. But it's a reason beyond us. It's not the Ebrister's Tamsach Favelt that the Tzadikim should be killed. There is a reason, but the reason we cannot, that's why Shtek, you be sound because it's not in our Seichel. So what's he proving with this? That even in higher levels, where you don't yet have a Tzir of Seichel, that we would call Seichel, there's also a Seichel. That means that even in A, there's an element of tziyun. 
That's essentially what he's craving in this pedic. Now you have to get used to the fact that sometimes emotional chassidus can be more complicated than the nimshal. Um, very often that happens, but then once you read the whole thing, you see it makes sense. So the kitzur, that's the taken here. Tam Komus, he calls it. I'm just looking at the kitzur because you all the milim in a chacham, the gamel, the gabe eir a chacham, that silas. Mokal mokim, how does the sechel the chacham mokel the chacham agui? Okay, now I'm paying Tezvov introduces now for the first time the concept of esosphidosagnosis. Now you hear about that a lot of this, and I find that most people have no clue what it is because it's never really explained. This is one of the places that actually it's explained pretty well. What does esosphidosagnosis mean? We know esosphidosagluyas is esosphidos of Atsilis. And again, what does gluyas mean? That is defined as a structure. To put it very simple, Avram Yitzchak Yankov is Chesed Gvurit to Ferris of Atzilus. In Sefer Haboyer it says that Chesed of Atzilus came to the Ebrister when he saw Avram Avinu and said, what do you need me? You have Chesed already walking on earth doing the job. What do you need? That means that Avram is Chesed of Atzilus in Aguv Gashmi. So they're caught completely bottled, called Yemeyem as the Alter Rebbe says. So their whole Mitzis Avram was walking chesed 24-7. It wasn't that he did chesed from here, here and there and once in a while. He was embodiment of chesed. And Gvura, Pachet Yitzchok, Yitzchok is Gvura in that same sense. Gvura de Gdusha. And Yaakov is Teferis. Just to use that example. The truth is Moshe and Aaron and every personality in the Torah is one of the Esosphiris of Atzilus in the human form. So it just makes it easier to, to, to um, visualize. So, okay, so that means Esosphiris Aglis. Avram Avinu existed. It wasn't just a bitl, the tachlis, bitl, mitzis, lifni at simtsum, potential chesed. An actual person who taught the world chesed, basis dokum mishpat, taught the world chesed, achronosis archim, and everything Avram brought to this world. Now, just for the record, Avram also had vur and teferis, but his dominant feature was chesed. So that's Esosphiris Aglis. The question is this seer of chesed eliki. Where does it originate from? So we now establish it's not just in the Kalim. It's not just the goof, so to speak, of Avram, the Kalim of Avram or Chesed. His Eidus, his Neshama was a Neshama from Chesed of Atzilus. So the question is, how far back does this go? Because let's go back to the question that I mentioned at the beginning, the Mamutza. Is Chesed, is chesed of Avram, Chesed of Atzilus, Gilead Helam, or Yeshma'ayin? Because if it's Yeshma'ayin, we have a problem. Then what? So what do we resolve? We didn't resolve the issue of the mamutza. If elikus is betachlas abshed and stuff is tachlas abshitus, so tired and chesed too. Like we learned, yesu m'shein narech atzilus from biyah is is atzilus is ein narech from ein So what do we accomplish? Yes, we went up from a higher level from the gvul of biyah to atzilus, but atzilus is also mitzuyer, and elikus is higher than tzuyer. So the, when Avram did chesed, was it connected? Only to the, the so-called Eirah Gvul? That's the, that's the whole issue here. And he answered before that Eiris is Pshutim and Kalim is Mitzun. But now in this moment, he makes it very clear that also the Eiris is here. So the Rebbe Rashab goes and says the Eir of the Gvul, of Eiris of Atsilis, are rooted in a thing called Esosphiris Agnusis. It's not just the Eiris begin their Tziur in uh, Atsilis. It begins already even Lifni Simsum. So just for the record, when you look in the Svarim, in Kabbalah especially, 
Chassidus brings this as well. By that is, I was not lifting at Simpson. Generally speaking, you're not going to find a lot about lifting at Simpson in Svarim before Chassidus Chabad. That is, I'll say there was a Simpson, but he doesn't talk much about what was before the Simpson. As a matter of fact, till the Alter Rebbe, and especially later, Rabbeim, lifting at Simpson was off limits. It was in the Eilon of Esek ben I'm just saying that because people are not aware. You know, we take it so for granted. You hear constantly, of the Fnat Simpson and Etzema Eir and Spashtus Eir. You know, we got spoiled. We already kriching in Atzmus. But, you know, long before us, not only didn't they go to Atzmus, even Atzilus, the Alter Rebbe would say the word Atzilus, he would tremble. You know, we don't tremble with Atzilus. We don't tremble with this. So we're not going to tremble lower or higher. But Alter Rebbe did tremble because if you know what Elokus is, my point that I'm saying is that Chassidus Chabad, and especially the, the, the Alter Rebbe began, but especially the Mitla Rebbe Tzamech Tzedek, and the Rebbe Rashab develops it big time in Ayin Beis, particularly, talks a lot about Lifnetim. So Esosphiris Agnusus, if you look in that Rizal, is actually Esosphiris of Atik, or sometimes it's called Esosphiris of Akudim. That's Esosphiris Agnusus, because compared to Atzilus, that's already higher than Eris and Kelim. But you see here, look what he says in the beginning of Perik as well. See, clearly explains that the Esosphiris Agnusis originate Lifniat Simpson, which only complicates matters, frankly. Because Lifniat Simpson, we all know what's the expression Lifniat Simpson in Eitz Chaim, that the Bethchila was what? Eiden Sophia Poshul and there was no room for anything else. So, how did Esosphiris suddenly emerge in Lifniat Simpson? Tzimtzum was Megala, the Eir HaGvul, the Keich HaGvul. But if there's Esosphiris before the Tzimtzum, what do you need a Tzimtzum for? Now, this is going to be a big theme that's going to be discussed. But the, 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 what he wants, the first point wants to make is that the Esosphiris of the structure of Chesed and Gvura and Teferes and Chochmah Bin Adas are rooted not just after the Tzimtzum, it originates all the way lifting at Tzimtzum. Now, to explain this is not simple. So this is going to be explained in the next bunch of my modern. If you look, for example, just to give you a sense, Pedichof Aleph. I'm just referring to the chapters because I don't have your pages. Pedichof Aleph, he asks, So you're going to see the next, I could say, good 20 pages is going to be not addressing only this, He's going to talk a lot. How do you SSVs and loses seems like a stadium in A or B. In Atsilus, you could say there's SSVs because that's it's after the symptom. There's a structure, there's an Avram Yusu Yanker, there's a Chesed Gvura Tefer. It's good. But lifting at symptom seems what lifting at symptom is Pshitis. If there's Pshitis, how is there 10 spheres? And yet, in this paradigm, he says, Yes, this is the root of the Eidus. And the fact that there's a name called SSVs and loses tells you right away. That there's Svidus in Eir, because there's no Kalim lifting at Simpson. That's for sure not. The whole Kalim are created by the Simpson. Simpson Nikra Kalim, the Alta Rebbe says in Shaykh uh, Ramuna, then the Peridal. So you have to therefore say that there's Esa Svidus in the Eir. However, they're so subtle that you can't really call them 10 spheres. That's why they're called Gnuzas. Now, in Chsidis, there's at least four or five Mashalim. There's actually a other from the Rebbe. In Sefer Mamarim Tavshir Ches, a long Ha'ara explaining Esther Sphere Sagnus is bringing the different uh, Mishalim and examples. It's not so relevant to our discussion. What I want to focus mostly on is that Shagambi Yesakav Kol Adayim by Eden Sof Shalifni at Simpson Yeshayar by Esther Sphere Sagnus 
which is a chiddush, because according to the Pardis and other Mukabalim, there is no Sharshia Eris. The Eris are Poshit, the Eris Poshit. The Shadish, you could say on Kalim, you could say a Shadish, but Eir, it would be like saying sunlight that comes to earth, Sharshia where? In the, in the sunlight that comes out of the sun. You can't say that. It's the same sunlight. It just goes through uh, many miles of travel. But it's not like a change. You don't, call, you don't say, you say a root of something means there's one thing here and it's rooted here. So the fact that you say Shoshe Ha'edus means that there is some element of Svidus, even if we had symptoms. I'm going to explain it in a moment. I just want to see what he says here else. Okay. And then a Perik Tazayim, which I'm going to explain these two, he's going to speak about the difference between the Kayach and the Er So let me explain. I'm going to give a Moshe. I think this Moshe really can explain it quite well. So a Moshe from an artist, let's say an artist. So a person, a Moshe from a Basar Vedam, is an artist. An artist creates art. So let's go You see art hanging on a wall. <clears throat> so the Siyur, the art, tells you there's an artist. That's clear. Someone made this art. But if you don't know the artist, you have no idea what he's like. You No idea at all. You could learn from the art a little about him. But how much can you learn about his whole life? And for all you know, he's many more things than an artist. <clears throat> so if you work your way backwards, and let's say you meet the artist, and suddenly you realize, you know, this artist is a very a genius, and he made one piece of art, and he's made other pieces of art, to the point that he could potentially make infinite pieces of art. And that still doesn't tell you all about him. All it tells you is that this is an artist who can do a lot of art. <clears throat> then you go back and find out this artist is also a tamachoch. <clears throat> he's also a father and a husband. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> Stickle cold I have. It's not COVID, just to make sure. <laughs> I had that already. So um so so okay, so you find out that he's many more things than he's an artist. Then you can find out, you know what? His being an artist is one, not even one percent of what he really is like. So what's what's the what the, the, the nimshal? The nimshu is like this. The world is God's art. He created an artistic world. It has demem, tzemeya, chay, medaber, millions and billions of species. Morabu masach Hashem. Morgadlu masach Hashem. Tzva shamayim, tzva oret, tzva shamayim. I mean, you can study the world forever. This is what science does. It's studying God's art. And it is art. It's designed, it's beautiful. Harmony, you know, all the elements of, of, of... So if someone says, from this world, how much can you learn about God? You can learn a lot. For my flesh I behold God. You look at the world, you can learn about many different things. But how much of how much percentage of God can you learn about? So, even a boss of a dumb, one piece of art does not tell you much about him. Not that it doesn't tell you anything, but it doesn't tell you everything about him. The Ebeshtu, who's Shleiberich, so it tells you something, but how much can it tell you? 
So the art we'll call Esosphirus. It's one form of God's revelation. The attributes of Chochmah bin Adas, Chesed Gur, Teferes, Netzach, We know those are those are the ingredients that make up the whole world. Basarim Amores Nivra Elam comes from the Esosphirus. And everything is a combination of these Eser Keiches, so to speak. Keiches, the divine attributes. So is it art? Absolutely. Is divine art? Yeah. Now, how far does it get rooted? So it goes up and up. Esosphirus Agnusis is the artist who has infinite possibilities. And he's in being beyond being an artist. And he chooses, I want to become an artist. And not only that, from the infinite way art that I can create, I want to create one type. It's called ten spheres. So the Rebbe Rashab is going to explain. It starts here, but he's going to explain as we go on that the Esosphirus is really just an expression of the bleak vul of Elikus. For us, it's one piece of art. For the Abish, it's one piece of, of infinite possibilities of art. So Be'etzem, the Esosphirus Agnusus, on one hand, from the point of view of Elikus, is bleak vul. From the point of view, what does this bleak vul want? He wants to now be malabish himself in a tzir of Esosphirus. And that will become a merge after the Tzimtzum. In Atzilus, you're going to see the art. You don't see art yet. This is all within, so to speak, the artist. So what do you know from the Esosphirus? On one hand, it's Megala, the type of art that Ebershter wants to create. It also reveals to you that he has many other types of art. And because by the Ebershter everything is one, the truth is, from the art, you can ultimately come to understand all the other types of art that Ebershter created, and even the artist himself. And even, we're going to learn later, that it could, even Megala, the Einareich, that he's not even an artist. Because once you come to his bonus, you come to realize, you know what? The artist is not defined by his art. It's one expression of his. All this will become the role of the Esosphirus. So what I just summed up right now is actually probably 100 pages that you're going to learn. The, all of it is going to come to the conclusion that the Esosphirus are a gilio of elikus through a particular tzir and rooted all the way in a place that's bligvul. And it can lead you all the way to the highest levels, even to tell you that I am not defined by these 10 spheres. The spheres alone are going to tell you that, because remember, the spheres are not chutz latzmuse. They're a chilek, they're a tziur, but they're not chutz either. They are ultimately divine instruments. The, the esospheres are the abrister's attributes. When you say chesed of elikus, chesed eliki, you're not saying it's outside. You're saying it's only the chesed of the abrister, not gvur, but it's still a chesed eliki. So by introducing Esosphirus Agnusus, the Rebbe Rashab is now showing how the Eiris and, and the Eiris, even with the Etzir, are rooted in the highest level. So if you want to put it in simple words, Lifniat Simpsum is the artist thinking about the art, if you wish. It's no art yet. It's all part of his thinking. Even that's a limited marshal because there's no real thinking and so on. But there is the concept that he's visualizing what kind of art he wants to create. In the words, you replace the word art with esosphirus. That's esosphirus agnusis. The artist visualizing. So it's really all part of his bleak vul, except the bleak vul is right now thinking about this particular seer called esosphirus, which of course includes all of himself as he's malbished himself in those esosphirus. Then the end of the Maimer, the last uh, Pedic, as I said, he says, Vihine Mashin is Borilil and Pedic Tazayan. That the, when we say there's the Mokir Hagvul of the Kav, Lifniat Simpson, and he says, that, don't confuse that with the Kayach Hagvul Shabbat Ensof. 
is the power to create kalim, the actual structure. Let's use the muscle of the artist again. Besides envisioning the art, the artist has to do something else. He needs a canvas. He needs paint. He needs kalim, a brush. The brush is not the tzir of the art. The brush is, like I said before, the asius. So where does that come from? So the Abishta created another track called Kayach HaGvul. Kayach HaGvul is going to be the implementation of the actual structure of what does Chesed look like and what does Gvura look like. So the artist envisioning the art is still, as I said before, is how Elokus sees existence. But the Kalim is actual structure of existence. And you need Kalim because without that, you're not going to have structure. So that's what he distinguishes in Perik, design, there's in Kayach HaGvul and Eir HaGvul which is very fundamental, obviously. They will meet, because the Eid HaGvul, the Kav, rooted in the Ensesphere of Sagnusis, will meet the Kalim, just like the artist will use the brush to actually create the art he wants to create. Now, obviously, Lamaila, the brush, and the Eidus and the Kalim are all a Lukus, but there's a difference between the Lukus as it's shaping the structure. Like you say, Asodama Moris, Yihi Oyer, Yihi Rakiya, is a definitive Abish is saying Yehi Eid, he's not saying Yehi Rakia. And then there's oh, how it's all rooted in Bereshit's Borelakim, like in Hiyuli, like the uh, Rashi, the Ramban says, that before it came structure, first it was all rooted in one so called amorphous or nebulous Pshitis Dika state. But you can't call it complete Pshitis because you have to say that Abish is being Mitsayarit, Bimachshafte, so to speak. And that is the, that, um, Difference in Eid HaGvul and Eid HaBlikvul. Eid HaGvul and Kechavul, I'm sorry. And then finally, the last Pedic, Rav Shalem Shudah Pirish Nasa Adam, he goes back to the beginning of what he was saying, that the whole Atzilus is Nasa Adam B'Tzameinik and Museinu. And here, um, he brings the Eitzchayim. Yeah, the Eitzchayim, yeah. Okay, so here the Rebbe Rashab is explaining a deep Indian that comes from the Alter Rebbe's Maimer in Shishim Heimah Melochus. From Ksaviad Hara Pinchas, Pinchas Rezes. So he says, the loss of a whole sphere, a leshaik likribats, Musim, who said, I begin his aidance of Shom Shaik likribishim sphere, a labrin his essence, Gigamprin his aidance of a misper. So there's a whole piece here of a Muhusat's Musa, Loishaik Shom Sphere's claw. So you see here some type of in between. On one hand, you can't say Sphere's in Atmos. On the other hand, Sphere's is in Eir. So this obviously. Um, reinforces the whole point we've been discussing that the SS spheres are rooted in very high levels in air, and it's all the fierach. And there is where he explains that it's both pshitis and siur, based on the example I gave with the artist. So, on one hand, it's pshitis because it's all part of the, the vision of the artist, on the other hand, it's already a vision that will ultimately become. The shadish for the edis that will go into the kalim in Atsilus. So that more or less lays out the, the map of this uh, maimer. You see, there's maybe more details. If any of you have questions or uh, this week, I'm happy to address them now or later or next week. And I think that sums up this fourth maimer now. So you can imagine, you see, from what I just said, why the, the chassidim told the Rebbe Rashad they didn't understand the maimer when he said it the first time. That's why he said it a second time. Now, I don't know if they understood it the second time better, but I hope they did. The best thing is now we have it in writing from the Rebbe Rashab. So obviously that, that helps a lot. Okay.
Anybody want to say anything? Any comments? Any questions? Not. We shall stop here.